We are Adelaide United family, another edition of the Pitch Podcast. We are still frothing over a come-from-behind victory against Western United. 3-2 uh, speaks volumes of the character of the side and really important match this weekend as we are preparing to take on the Western Sydney Wanderers at Cooper Stadium. Sunday afternoon, uh, a win, three points, could see us finish the round. Another spot up above in the A-League ladder. So let's talk to two of our new signings as the transfer window is now closed and we are stoked to have one South Australian back, a future South Australian here from two clubs that we don't like, which is better because they're now wearing red, Jay Barnett and Luke Dizel. Welcome to the club, boys. Luke, first of all, um, how are you feeling being an Adelaide United player now? Yeah, it's a bit different to Melbourne, but so far I'm really liking it. The boys have been very welcoming and... Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. And Jay, welcome home. Um, how long have you spent away from South Australia? Almost six years now, so it's been quite a while. I've moved away at 15. Um, so yeah, really happy to be back and um, yeah, back at home as well was an extra bonus. It's a really interesting time um, towards the end of January where the, the transfer window closes because there's there's different reasons why players move clubs. There's um, players that are looking to extend their contracts. Other clubs may offer different opportunities. We look at um, a former Adelaide United player in Jordan Elsie. He leaves Newcastle and goes to Perth. They're offering him a better deal and he sees security for his family. There's also um, opportunity to get more time on the pitch. So I wanted to ask you both the, the reasons why you now are both Adelaide United players. I'll start with you, Luke. Yeah, so for me, it's more opportunity-based. I thought Adelaide was better suited for me and, um, yeah, initially just better f- to play and um, get on the pitch, get the minutes in and hopefully yeah, when I work uh, hard on the training uh, field, Carl gets me opportunity and I take it with both hands. How long does the conversation go for leading up to you arriving in Adelaide? Is there is there a bit of conversation back and forth where, where you're saying, okay, I'm looking for opportunities to actually start developing a little bit more and get selected in the first team and who's going to be the best fit for me there? Yeah, well... Relatively, it happened fairly quick, me coming here. It's uh, about a week, I would wow. say. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was pretty quick. But, yeah, when the opportunity arised, I, yeah, I really took it. And Carl obviously spoke to me. And, yeah, I was really happy to come here. And what about yourself, Jay? It's easy to come back to South Australia. We always find that you've got, a, uh, I guess, a support network back here at home. Was it opportunity for you, um, Melbourne Victory at the moment? And you should also, we don't welcome Melbourne Victory players to Adelaide United, so you should be very grateful that you are back here, right? Okay? And it's only happened a couple of times. So, no, I'm joking. Um, but for you, is this an opportunity thing? You were here a few weeks ago when we played Melbourne Victory, like before the World Cup break, so it's, it's very unfamiliar for you. <laughs> Yeah, it is a bit of a weird feeling. Obviously, yeah, coming here a few weeks ago, it was my last minutes for victory. So, um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, same as Luke, it's more of an opportunity-based thing. But also, I'm at a stage in my life where being back home and around friends and family is important to me. So, I think it was a no-brainer for on and off the pitch uh, for both those reasons. Um, but, yeah, hopefully be given the opportunity. Obviously, I'm going to have to earn it and work hard. Obviously, coming into the squad mid-season, the team's doing really well. Um, So it's no guarantees that we even get minutes straight away. But that's the plan moving forward um, the rest of this season and obviously for the next two years that I'm here is just to, yeah, really find my feet as a professional footballer. Um, Obviously, I've started that process in Melbourne and in Brisbane, but now just to carry that on and really take my career to the next level. And I think 
being back home is probably the perfect environment for me to do so. So that's probably the main reason why. There are some clubs that say they uh, give opportunities to young footballers and it's all well and good saying it. And what we find is that they, they end up playing in the NPL and they just float around the squad and potentially get minutes um, in injury time and things like that. What I love about Adelaide United is when Carl says he gives opportunities to young players, they deserve their spot and he's wanting to promote young athletes. Do you find that already? And was that one of the appealing things to you both to see the the trajectory of some of our younger players? Um, Yes, they have to earn their spot, but there's opportunity if you are good enough. Yeah, well... Everyone has to earn their spot, but um, with Adelaide, there's a lot more young players playing in this team than rather than any other team in the league. So for you then, uh, Luke, what, what do you need to do? I mean, you'll probably start playing NPL. It starts this weekend, yeah. so you'll probably do that to get familiar with, um, with South Australia, of course, but then to, to get your way back into the squad. Yeah, well, we all, all of us, me and Jay, will probably get minutes regardless if it's in the A-League or... In the NPL, um, yeah, we don't really mind. We just need to get going and start playing and getting used to the football here. Yeah, and um, hopefully it happens yeah, soon, like you said, this week. And for yourself, Jay, I mean, we've seen over the past couple of weeks, um, our, our midfield obviously needs depth. Um, we lose Juan Day, um, who's on the, the road to recovery, but um, we, we've got players, which is great now, and to add yourself into that mix, um, you can see an opportunity there for yourself if you do all the right things. Yeah, of course, and that's, yeah, obviously an incentive now with um, an unfortunate injury, of course, um, but with injury comes opportunity, and hopefully... I can push my claim to play in the midfield. Um, yeah, like Luke said, everything has to be earned through games and training, first of all, which is a no-brainer. And, of course, not just going to walk into the team. Still have to earn the coach's trust and obviously prove ourselves. But um, hopefully we can hit, both hit the ground running. And, yeah, whether that's in the MPL for the next few weeks or on the training park, really stake our claim to you know get into that midfield and help the team in whatever role that is moving forward. Because, like I said, the team's doing... Very well this season, you know, third on the ladder. So it's not a not an easy team to get into. But, um, yeah, the opportunity is there if we want to take it. When you're both preparing to play against Adelaide United, uh, whether you're in the squad or not, um, on the training track for, for Western and for Victory, what are some of the things that you were looking out for when preparing to take on the side you now play for? So who are the players that you were told to be careful of, um, the way that we set up? like It's really interesting insight, I reckon, to see how you approach playing against Adelaide United. Yeah, well, it's the players would be definitely be Goody. Goody is one. And, but just the attacking threats that Adelaide have is um, yeah one to really watch out for when we analyse um, Adelaide United. Um, yeah, and even their... Impact on the off the bench, the young boys, not young boys, they they always change the game. And you saw the week before um, against West United how a couple of subs and we're back in the game and three mm. two win. Yeah, it's uh, it's really it's really good for um, yeah for Adelaide. Yeah. How did how did victory approach taking on Adelaide? I mean, we've had. Um, some pretty good results here. Obviously, the the match before the World Cup break was fantastic. I lost my voice that Friday night because it was unreal. Um, we see where victory are on the ladder, but there's still a, a class team um, who are run really well. How do you prepare to play against Adelaide United? Yeah, the 
four years that I was at Victory, it was the same message every time. It was, you know, it's a big rivalry game, obviously the original rivalry. Um, it was really just be up for the fight. Um, obviously, every game against Adelaide, especially playing for Victory, is always a battle, home or away. Um, and especially here at Coopers, you know, with the crowd behind... Adelaide and obviously being Victorian and all those sorts of things, it's always a hostile environment. So number one was always be up for the fire. And then, of course, you have to try and nullify the attacking play. Adelaide being such an attacking side, it's kind of in the DNA of the, of the club. And um, like Luke said, with Goody, players like Issa, the experienced boys that have been here for a while, but also the youth, Nestory, which I've unfortunately had to come up against a few times, which <laughs> isn't a fun task. Yeah. Um, but yeah... Just the attacking play in general, uh, for 90 minutes it's constant, so just really being strong defensively was always the message, but saying that and doing that is two different things, and that was always the challenge. We're all football purists here, and my biggest thing, and I, I said it on the podcast last week when I spoke to Harvey Lopez, is we don't appreciate the class players in the league. Like, I don't think Australia is a very educated football country in a way that we should be, because um, football isn't the number one sport in the country. Um, for you guys, you now have the opportunity to play alongside Harvey Lopez, to play alongside Isaias. You look at Craig Goodwin, who you know is a now a consistent Socceroos player, are they some of the players that when you sign, you got excited to go? Wow, I get to play alongside these players now. And with someone like Harvey, just to have a conversation with him, even if he's hard to understand because his English is average, he's getting better. Um, you get to learn a lot about world football too. Yeah, well, their knowledge for football is enormous. Um, we get to obviously spend day to day with them at training, so even just nudging him a bit and asking questions is always helpful and they'll everyone's top guys here so they'll always answer you with their best input and yeah it's fantastic that we have some people like that at the club so where did you start your football journey luke what's your give us your football resume mate where you grew up and where you've been playing yeah well melbourne so i started at melbourne knights in the npl till i was about i'd say 12 years old 11 12 years old and then went through the State Victorian systems um, till maybe 15. Then was with Melbourne City youth team at yeah, 15, 16. Um, then left City at around 17, 17 and a half. And then, yeah, from West United, 17 and a half till, yeah, pretty much now. How old are you now? 21, I turned. 21, right, okay. And what about yourself, Jay? Because you, you were saying before you're from the western suburbs, which is my hood. Fantastic. You probably live next door to Craig Gooden because he lives around there. What's your football story? Yeah, so I grew up playing for West Torrance Bacala pretty much from as young as I can remember all the way through to probably under 11s, under 12s, and then fortunate enough to have the opportunity to go into the state programs through Skillaroos um, and NTC where – across paths with some of the coaches we have on board now. Um, Carl was my coach in NTC. That's great, yeah. Um, so, yeah, my last year here was under Carl when, yeah, at the end of that year I was fortunate enough to go to the AIS for a season um, and then progressed through there, ended up at Brisbane Raw for a couple of years um, and then, yeah, I think 2018 I made the move to victory and been there ever since and then... Obviously, I'm here now. So what you've done is you've stepped out of your comfort zone and you've gone from home to Brisbane to Melbourne to Adelaide. And now what you're going through, Luke, is you're going from Melbourne to Adelaide. So, But is that something that you, you'll speak to the boys about? Because it's a really big thing, obviously. Adelaide, I love Adelaide. And I know that um, until you live here, sometimes people don't love 
the city of Adelaide. But to move here, you will fall in love with it. But it's also really challenging, I think, that people don't understand you're 21 years of age. You've got to move away from your family and friends and focus on a career. Um, Jay's now back home, which is great. But as professional footballers, you need to be prepared to sacrifice and move all around the world. So is this for you part of your growth as a footballer to to be a bit uncomfortable and in unfamiliar territory? Yeah, for sure. Growth and development is is key to a career in this sport, in any sport. You've got to get out of your comfort, uh, comfort zone. And, yeah, coming here, it's it's been... Been not really challenging actually. It's been really good. I've known some of the boys here from Melbourne, so they've been. Who do you know? Uh, Josh Cavallo, uh, James Delinov, um, are the main two from Melbourne. Um, so I know a couple of them boys, and they've been yeah very welcoming and showing me all around to Adelaide. It's very more relaxing, relaxed than Melbourne, but I think I've got to get used to it quick. It's it's a good city. And you're living with Bruiser, Harry Vandersag, who is obsessed with video games and he's he accidentally is the funniest guy in the change room because he's just he's not all there. So um, but he's a great guy as well though. So you must be enjoying that. Yeah, yeah. Bruiser's a very different person to most and um no, he's a he's a great guy and he's been very good so far, showing me all around Adelaide. So um yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing that he's well, showing you around? Uh, it's kind of both. <laughs> <laughs> and for yourself, Jay, I wanted to ask, did you did you play in the, the game against Man United when they played at the MCG? Yeah, I was fortunate enough to start that game. Yeah, because I, I remember that because I was on the microphone that game wearing a Man United top and I, everybody would say it, but I, you're really recognisable when you play because of your hair, right? That's like me. I'm recognisable because I've got no hair. So um, that in itself was a, a pretty surreal experience to go out there and and to play, I'm sure. Um, did you take a moment to look around and soak it all in or were you looking at the Man United team going, actually, um, they are our opponents tonight? Bit of both, to be fair. Um, fortunate enough that Man United were actually sharing our training facilities during the week. Right. Um, so... Those few days leading up to the game was kind of that period where, you know, you were a little bit in awe of these players, seeing them up close for the first time. You know, these guys you see on TV play f- on FIFA with. So yeah, those few days were kind of that sort of period. But come around game day and obviously the lead up to the game and then starting the game, it was just more about the occasion, not so much Man United, just the big crowd, 75,000 MCG. Um, it was more sort of that. Um, but from the start, from the um, kickoff. It was pretty much just another game. Um, Did you feel you were going to win? Because didn't didn't uh, Economides score first? Yeah, we were 1-0 up within four minutes, Yeah, um, And we actually started the game off really well. Um, even after we scored, probably for 15 minutes or so, we were well and truly in the game. Um, didn't see the ball much, but, um, yeah, we were keeping them out. And every time we looked up at the scoreboard, you know, just counting down the minutes, hoping we can get through to halftime winning. And so what happens there? Because for me as a, someone who watched it, because as you said, it wasn't, a, it was, it was an event, right? And, but I felt like Man United clicked into gear when they needed to, and they started to panic a bit and go, all right, we actually need, we can't lose this game. And it sounds disrespectful to victory in the, the A-Leagues, but there was a feeling like that, that when they needed to switch it on a bit. Um, so that's good that you shocked them, but then they decided to go a bit harder. No, you're hundred percent right. That's um, certainly what it felt like on the field. I think at first maybe they weren't ready for us being as competitive, um, maybe not knowing much about Australian football in general. But, um, 
yeah, we were really well and truly um, prepared for that game um, to try and win the game, not just to make up the numbers and make it a spectacle, but we were there to treat it as a normal pre-season game, try and win. Um, but yeah, I think once they kind of settled down into the game, their quality started to show mm. and they just kind of went up a gear. And unfortunately for us, we were only two weeks into pre-season, so we couldn't match it for you know the whole 90. But at the end of the day, it's not really about the result. Even though we wanted to try and win, um, it was more just about the event, obviously getting more match minutes. And yeah, the experience is something that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. I saw Paul Izzo before the game and he said, mate, this is ridiculous. Two weeks ago, I was working in a fruit and veg shop in Melbourne and now I'm playing for Melbourne Victory against Manchester United. Like it just happened so quickly. And for those of you who know Paul Izzo, that's exactly how he would have said it. Did you get to swap shirts with anyone and how did you approach that, if so? Um, I did get Fred's shirt. Nice. Um, yeah, straight after the game, a few of us boys were searching for most of the big stars, but um, by then they were all subbed off, I think. So mm. they were all inside, and after the game, once we went around, clapped all the fans, we all um, waited outside the change room, and then, luckily enough, they were good enough to um, yeah, give us some of the shirts, sign them, and get some photos and that sort of thing. So That's good. The players were really good. I noticed that at the end of the Crystal Palace match, the staff were the ones who weren't that nice to deal with. They were so protective of them, but the players just... I think the players are the, the, the people that wanted to immerse themselves amongst the fans, but then the staff were... The staff were dicks, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's definitely how I saw it as well. I think the staff, yeah, were way overprotective of yeah, the players. Yeah, yeah. It's understandable in a sense, but at the same time, you know, these players, they come out here once, maybe in their life, mm. maybe twice, you know, in who knows how long. So for them just to spend a bit of time with us and at least, um, yeah, take some photos, and especially for the fans, it's a massive thing. Um, yeah, it's good that the players actually wanted to do that, but whether they could do that as much as they wanted yeah, to I know. is another story. All right, let's talk about fans to finish off because um, that would have been really bizarre for you, especially, Jay, over the past couple of months to um, not have many fans present at the, the matches that you played at for victory. And it's going to be weird for you to play in front of fans for the first time <laughs> because Western United have none. <laughs> no, they do. But, um, I can't be disrespectful because you guys bloody won the thing last year, but... Um, I love our Adelaide United fan base. I know that um, when we've played against victory, the fans turn up and it's, and it's colder in here, but we consistently turn up. So when you get your opportunity, I'll start with you, Luke. How excited are you to play in front of the Adelaide United fans and the Red Army? Yeah, I'm very excited because they always turn out and the environment here is electric and uh, I can't wait to actually yeah, get on the pitch and play in front of them. It's going to be weird for you not being booed because you play for Melbourne Victory as well, Jay. So I'm sure you're pumped to actually play in front of your home fans and um, not have to fork out heaps of cash for your family and friends to come and travel yeah. to see you play. <laughs> yeah, well, they're the two main things. Um, it'll be easier for my family and friends to come watch. And yeah, not being booed every time I uh, touch the ball will be a, a good thing or not get shit from my hair. Uh, so yeah, they're the two main things. But yeah, every time we've played home or away, um, the support's been unbelievable from Adelaide. And, yeah, especially here at Cooper's, the Friday or Saturday nights, the big rivalry games, they're the ones I'm looking forward to the most. But, in general, they turn out to every game. So, um, really looking forward to it. We are pumped to have you both as part of the squad boys and part of the Adelaide United family because we know that um, when you prove yourself on the training track, you'll get an opportunity through Carl. He's 
he's got a proven record to show that. And you two quality young players have spoken to to many people around the league who know how you carry yourselves off the pitch as well, which is equally as important. You're an Adelaide United player on the pitch, but off the pitch, it's how you carry yourself. So welcome to the club. Um, a big match this weekend against the Wanderers and obviously NPL starts too. So um, good luck for the rest of the season and uh, welcome to Adelaide United. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. having us.